Before I begin this episode, I want to address a controversy that happened in last episode when I was talking about relationships. Um, I said I will not seek revenge. I never said I will. Um, so if any of you are confused by that or the rumors spreading around, I did not say that. I said I will not seek revenge. Thank you for understanding. I hope you're having a great day. Today is Wednesday, March 11th, at the time of this recording. In this episode, we will discuss choir with Nolan Fuzzy, and then go on to relationships with Miguel Kaufman, and then we'll discuss basketball with people like Nadiv, Adam Bracken, Braden Galloway, Sam Kane, and Jason Wright. Hope you enjoy the episode. Thanks for the support. Okay, welcome to Opsa Kadir's podcast. It is Wednesday, March 11th, and we're going to be doing a My Time episode here with Nolan Fuzzy, Sam Kane, Brian Galloway, soon Michael, uh, Miguel Kaufman. Uh, and our first topic we're going to talk about is uh, with the world-renowned singer and brother of Connor Fuzzy, <laughs> Choir, and how that's going for Mr. Doll's group. Hello, Nolan. Hello, Opsa. It's a pleasure it's a pleasure to meet you too. All right, we just had contests on Monday. Yes, we did. How do you think that went? Um, you know, I think we did well. Uh, it's difficult, you know, working with the bases, but I think eventually we'll get there, and uh, you know, uh, in the future, work towards our ultimate goal, which is uh, perfecting our craft in the uh, music room. Very true. Now you're in the ma- you're in the special group, the magicals group, the psych choir group, and uh, you recently moved from bass section to tenor section. How do you Correct. feel about that change? Um, you know, at first, I was uh, kind of put off by it. You know, I it's hard when you work for something uh, for so many weeks, and uh, you get closer with that uh, that kind of group of people in the bass section. You know, and then um, when Mr. Dahl tells you, you know, Nolan, I need you at the tenor part. You just gotta accept that. You gotta go for it. You gotta learn that part, and um, I think I'm acclimating well. You know, um, looking forward to our uh, concert in the next coming weeks, and uh, we'll see how it goes. Nice, nice. Uh, what's the difficulty? What's the b- big difference between being a bass and a tenor? Um, for those that don't know, a bass is obviously lower than a tenor, and. Um, the main difference for me, I mean, it really depends on your overall range, and mine can go either way. It's obviously more comfortable to sing bass for myself because it's not as hard, not uh, as challenging, but singing tenor obviously uh, can, it helps you out uh, with your range and stretching that um, continuously. So uh, for Varsity Choir, we have two songs we'll be singing next uh, Thursday, the mm-hmm. 19th. Uh, Where is the Rose and Duelman. Mm-hmm. Uh Between those two pieces, which do you think is your favorite and why? Um, well, okay. Duelman, obviously, we got Opsa singing the solo on it, so uh, there's some bias there. But uh, I, sing, I sing baritone for both songs, and um, Duelman is it's an interesting song, and I, I really, like I said, I like the solo part. But the bar- baritone part is kind of... Um, how do you say? It's kind of 
doesn't have many yeah diversity you know what I'm saying? it's notes. not a lot of yeah. diversity yeah there's only three different melodies that you that you sang or different parts and overall the other parts are more interesting so i gotta go with red uh red is the rose because um because of the different changes in setting and it's a lot more interesting nice nice uh is there anything else that you want to add about choir what do you say to like freshmen who are thinking about doing choir well they're probably already fucking nerd <laughs> Damn it. Uh, well, uh, that's our guest, Miguel Kaufman, coming in. Uh, soon wrapping up our discussion about choir. And uh, so, um, anything else you want to uh, suggest people who are kind of 50 50 on doing choir? Uh, um, you know, ultimately that's their decision. But um, obviously I do it because it's um, an interest of mine, it gives a sense of community, and. Uh, I can sing, so if if that if that sounds like you, then do it. But um, ultimately, I'm just looking forward to next year. Uh, we had you know we had the uh, tryouts yesterday for concert. Hopefully, you're going tomorrow. Yep, tomorrow. How do you feel about that? Uh, you know, I feel I think rudiment seven. It's pretty much solid for me. I got it memorized. Um, just got to work on sight reading. It's really important, you know, because a lot of people don't think about that. Mm -hmm. um, and then. Obviously, total recall, the simple stuff. Um, just just doing well uh, in the audition, and hopefully we can be together in concert with of course. other people. So well. can I ask a question? How is like choir sight reading different from uh, band sight reading? Well, choir sight reading is obviously you have to sing it, and um, you know is like the are like the notes on there? Is it more like a pitch? Like the notes are on there. Uh, it depends. It's, just, it's either a blade, bass clef or a treble clef, and it's just a oh, look. You, yeah. You also play bass clef. Well, yeah, bass is they. Yeah. Are you a bass or treble clef most of the time? I'm treble clef most of the time because I'm so like soprano or something. You get really high up there. Uh yeah, actually sometimes. Um, but typically our we have our sight ring packets in our choir folders, and they are usually thirds. They don't. They they're not going to put you like, they're, they're probably going to set you in one octave. Yeah. They're not going to make you very in. Um, tone, but I don't know how it is for you in band. But well, for okay. me, I'm a bass clarinetist, so I don't play bass clef funny enough. I play treble clef, but I play probably the lowest parts. Besides, like I don't know, a contra bass or something of that, and the Barry saxophones end up playing most of the parts that we play. So there's never a moment where we're really soloing, so it kind of sucks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so let's actually talk about the differences between. Uh, choir and band. Now, is what are the what are the classes or programs available in band for so people? band ninth grade? You have to start in concert band, which is by far, if I may add, the most sped band. But it is directed by Dan T. Walt, so the god, the brass dad of the band group. Yes, and then he's assisted by uh, David Elmhurst, who. Um, and he's a he's a fellow. <laughs> he's a person. He's a person. And then as you progress, um, eventually we have these things called band evaluations. I think it's similar to what you're doing in choir, yeah. where you basically try out. There's the uh, there's the etude, and then there's the chromatic scale. And then if you want to get into a higher band program, you have to play the advanced etude, which is normally the all state edition stuff that like seniors in college like trying to make 
uh, music their major will play. Yeah. So what I usually end up, I didn't do it last year because I didn't know if I was going to do band this year, but I eventually just ended up, um, I, I just kind of sucked it up this year and uh, practiced a bit and I think I did fine. But basically the different kind of programs, there's concert for ninth graders and then symphonic gold and blue for like um, all grades besides ninth grade. And then there's Wind Symphony and Wind Ensemble, which are the two highest. Okay. All right, Nolan Fuzzy is leaving. Thank uh, you for having us. Yep, I got other business to attend to. You know, I'm a busy man, but... I'm sure you are. All right, you also. Yep. All right, now let's talk about what you really want, what you're really here for. Oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> not, not necessarily. Um, but, you know, I ended the discussion, obviously, on my, my story with relationships and... You certainly have a story about it as well. Right. Do you want to share some advice or what in, um, in broad detail? Well, let's just start with you. Yeah. You, um, if I may be a little cheeky for a moment, you've been rejected now seven times. Yes, according to... That's rough. That is rough. That's all I can say is that is rough. You know, that is... That uh, is the stupidest spell uh yeah but anyways um so yeah that's obviously rough i think i've been rejected at least twice but that's because i don't ask as many <laughs> yeah but i've had maybe three serious ish relationships this last one i would like to say that it was kind of serious but it didn't formulate yeah so you said you've never been in a rela- like an actual relationship. I've never I've never dated a, a serious relationship before. Okay, so do you want? So uh, I'll just share the story. Okay, so I met this girl last year, turned uh, semester two algebra, and I thought she was really fucking weird at first. Like, first week, she. She'd like look at me, and then like I'd look back at her, and then she'd start like listening to Dungeons and Dragons crap, <laughs> which I at the time I thought was like the nerdiest thing ever, and I thought like man, man, this this girl's kind of a loser. <laughs> yeah. But then after like the first week, I kind of developed an interest after we uh, began to talk a little bit, and during one of our classes. Um, I decided, like, I was just bored out of my mind. I wanted to leave school already, so at about, like, 2.55, I decided I was going <laughs> to cut class a bit early. So I was waiting by the door, and, like, most people were lining up with their backpacks, and I was looking around, seeing if there was anyone who could probably help me out escape, and there she was, and she goes, like, what the hell are you doing? I'm like, between you and me, I fucking hate this class and I kind of want to leave and she goes like go I'll spot you and (laughs) we had this little moment where um I was confused because like I thought she was just a shy like weirdo but she was like trying to legitimately help me out so I was just like looking around she goes she kept on going like go go what the hell are you doing I'm like I I don't know and she goes like is it dark are you, are you touched in the head or something? <laughs> like, and, I, and I just opened the door. My teacher looks at me. He goes like, where are you going? I'm like, um, bathroom. And he goes like, oh, okay. And I just like, for some reason, I stood there. And I thought, huh, this girl is actually kind of cool. So I look back at her and she looks at me and <laughs> makes the weirdest face. And she like opens the door. She goes like, so you going to leave or not? And I just left. <laughs> And ever since from that moment, um, 
it's kind of like it was kind of a fast friendship especially when we were um, partnered next to each other in class and we started talking a lot more and it was fun it was really fun i get finally had someone that i could like you know meet up after school with the buses chat with and you know things started to get a bit more physical you know like <laughs> hugging and eventually hand holding which i thought was kind of creepy at first but you know i kind of just went with it eventually though i started noticing cracks in the facade and mind you this was during our uh, fast friendship not into the relationship this is when i started noticing that she had a couple of issues being that um i don't know if i should disclose anything but I, she, I, I, probably not but yeah she's she had or is still going through some stuff right now and that's when I started noticing, like, a change in her, like, behavior, because during the middle, dur like, towards the end of algebra, I started, like, noticing that she was a lot more quiet in class. She kept on, like, leaving class early, like, on Thursdays to go to appointments. And one day I just asked her, like, okay, so you're a lot, like, you're becoming more distant. What's up? And she just, she didn't say anything to me for the rest of class, but later she DM'd me on Discord saying, like, you know, I'm going through stuff and I have to see a doctor for that stuff. And I don't want to exactly disclose what, but I'm sure that you can infer what I'm trying to say. And so that put our like fast friendship towards like a screeching halt for the next month and a half. Because basically she was in that mood for the rest of like algebra until towards the end. And I was... I was respectful. I was like, okay, um, she needs space. But eventually, as like things kept going on, it started to like dawn on me like, hey, I kind of want to like go out and try to be there for this person. And I developed these feelings of interest. So funny thing was somebody else at the time had also developed the same feelings. And so we were in the same lunch. I was in the same lunch as this guy, and she, like, always sat next to him. And so the problem was, is that whenever I'd go over there, he'd notice that I was chatting her up, and he'd be like... He'd, he'd honestly make those noises just to fucking mess with me. And it started to bother me, like, a lot. I mean, this was this guy in its entirety, right? Like, yeah. fucking making monkey noises and, uh... I don't know, Nigeria or something. And this guy was just going off, you know, but <laughs> We're having some uh we're having we're having some um uh, our our sound crew is a little uh off today. <laughs> so uh let's talk about you know, let's fast forward to the relationship. Do you right. think it was sustainable at all? In the long run. No, because early on, I noticed that I had already begun to develop extreme, like, anxiety and stress. And this, mind you, was in the first two weeks of the relationship. And I should have broken it off. Like, it should have been me who broke it off instead of her. Because I started to have a huge issue with her, and that was communication. She 
<laughs> and I know there's a joke around like uh, you know girls leaving guys on red for like three days, and then like if you don't respond to a girl's text within like a second, they get pissed off. Yeah. This was especially true with her. She wouldn't like. She always told me like, oh, you know. I have some crap going on with my phone, you know. Oh, I we're having a Super Bowl party, so I probably won't be able to text you. Oh, I'm sorry, I stayed at my grandma's, you know. It was just excuse after excuse after excuse. And finally, two days before it ended, I decided to, like, actually, like, sit down and talk with her. I'm like, hey, you can't keep doing this. Like, at this point, it started to sound like excuses. And I had brought it up. I, I kind of brought it up before at least three times. And she always mentioned this phrase which i now really hate and that's i'll try i'll try and she kept on telling me you know i'll try to be better i'll try to do this if not for me if for you and now when i like think back about it it was super fucked up what she said being that saying that she actually you know liked my company saying that she tried for me you know she even started pulling out the l word and saying like i love you and that this was not even three weeks into the relationship and she was already pulling out that word and i started to get super creeped out by it but i didn't want to say anything so i said like oh yeah love you too i guess and so you know we're, things we're talking about friendship or, or, or the actual relationship right? the actual relationship okay and so yeah i should have noticed that things were like going towards a certain direction so and towards the end, she said, like, her problem was coming back again from last year. When I, when I mentioned that the cracks in the facade were showing, yeah. that started showing again. And she just began pushing me away, pushing, pushing, pushing. And eventually, she broke it off and said, like, no, I don't want to do this. Um, you know, this is, like, too important for me to really show that side. And I said, okay, sure. We don't have to do this right now. Take your time, figure out what you need to. We'll pick it up whenever you want to, if you want to. And so that kind of just like put me off for the weekend because I was like, you know, is she okay? Is she okay? And I got really bothered because she said that she was thinking about um, harmful thoughts. And so I decided to question her on it. And she just acted really like weirdly aggressive towards me. So that started to progress. And then now present time um last week i think either wednesday or friday a friend mentioned to me that she was talking shit about me and saying that you know i was clingy i was like being disruptive in her life and the only reason why she mentioned those things was to get me to basically screw off but now a friend of hers has now told me that she's now reconsidering because she was like she regret the things that she said and that she was just mad at me in the moment and this point, how I'm feeling is that I prob like, I don't really know, like, if I should care because I'm in between, like, getting over it and, like, thinking about it. But it's like, you've changed your mind six fucking times. That's ridiculous. In the span of three days, it goes from yes to maybe to no to maybe to the whole like call you know when guys get called out for like oh i think you have as a brother that's what she yeah, did yeah. to i don't know six times she's changed her mind so i don't really think getting back together would be a good idea right now my advice would be <laughs> if you have an ex and you're still interested but they don't really know what they want just leave it alone 
if they ever want to do something with you, let them come to you. That's kind of been my game plan so far. Like, but at the same time, I don't really know if I want to pick it up, back up. So that's yeah. my story on it. Well, uh, thank you for sharing. Um, in hindsight, do you think you could have done anything to save it if you really wanted to? Um, like during or after? Even yeah, even before, like before, during, after, do you think you could have said, "Hey, maybe like in hindsight, I said, oh, I feel like I should have noticed after like the first couple weeks and said, like, hey, maybe like we should take a break because it seems like you're going through some stuff and I'm not really sure what because I kept on asking her, but the thing was she didn't trust me, and that's like a hundred percent what you have to put into a relationship is trust. So the fact that she didn't trust me, like, should have been a clear sign right away that, yeah, this isn't going to work. But, yeah, I kept pushing, and that wasn't the right option. Um, so a couple minutes left. Um, what, are some, what are some advice to people, potentially like me, who, or other people who are listening, who could be in or, in or going to be in a relationship? Be very, like aware of the actions and the words you say towards your partner because they matter and definitely like pick up on those certain like social cues of when they're feeling distressed when they like seem distant and just try to be mindful like you can obviously ask what's going on but don't be persistent like i was <laughs> all right we want to thank uh, miguel coppin for sharing a story and thoughts about relationships anytime yep um, thank you. Welcome to part three uh, of the Opsilis podcast. We're going to talk about sports now, and especially the NBA as the play as the regular season is heating up, and uh, standings and playoff positions are being finalized. Welcome by Jason Wright, Sam Kane, Brandon Galloway. Uh, let's talk about um, Giannis's injury right now. How is that going to affect the playoff position? <laughs> Um, not really gonna affect it at all, in my opinion, because they're already in the playoffs. They've already clinched it, so in my opinion, they can beat any team in the East right now. So it doesn't matter what seed they're at. Do we know how long he'll be injured for? Uh, he was only out for two, for two games, weeks, so he's coming back in the next game. So. Oh, in the next game, okay. All right. That won't be an issue. For I just think Chris Milton is one of their other key players besides Giannis that will be a key factor in being a powerful team for the Bucks. Now, um, well, obviously the uh, warnings uh, and the worries for coronavirus has affected the sports world. And uh, Commissioner Adam Silver has um, suggested that there might be NBA games without fans. And recently LeBron James spoke out against that and said um, that he would not play a game with no fans. Um, but then he corrected his statement yeah. after in the end. So he um, will play games without fans. It's just, do you think it will be a big impact? Uh, I think it will be a big impact, especially for people like LeBron who thrive on fans. And, yeah. Uh, I got, got some fans out uh, in the hallway. <laughs> uh, um, so we have some actually special guests right now. We got... Adam Bracken. Yeah. With some of his friends here. Nadiv. Bro, do you mind if we join your podcast? You know what? Uh, I wouldn't mind. We're talking about the NBA right now. Would you like to add oh, anything? Oh. What are you talking about? 
I would talk about uh, how coronavirus might affect the NBA. playoffs and the playoffs. So what are you saying? Uh, we're just thinking about attendance and uh, viewership, and especially some players like LeBron recently spoke out against it. What are your thoughts? Oh, yeah. I think it's dumb that Brown was like, I'm not going to play if there's no fans there. You know, I think that's like a selfish position to take because if I'm like, if I'm like one of the guys on that team that's like not a star, you know, yeah. say I'm like Dwight Howard, I'm JaVel McGee, and I hear Brown saying, yo, I'm King, that's, he's basically saying like, I'm King James, I'm not playing if there ain't no fans there. And I'm like Dwight Howard, he's basically saying like, I'm not playing with you like bums because like I'm only going to play if there's like 17,000 people there, you know? So I feel like it's kind of selfish for him to say that. Um. Now, let's go around and let's pick predictions for the NBA Finals. I know it's only it's going to be in June, but who do you think are going to be the top teams in the West and the East to make it to the Finals? Lakers for sure, dude. Yeah. No way. They're just, no way. They're insane. No way. No way. Do you think, do you think, do you what think? What about the Nets? <laughs> <laughs> well, they did beat the Lakers, you know? <laughs> it's, about to be, it's about to be Clippers over Bucks in six. Clippers over Bucks. Do you think Kawhi can do it again? Yeah, I do. He locked up Giannis. Uh, last year, four games straight, Eastern Conference Finals. Yep. We'll do it again. All right, so yeah, Clippers. Clippers, Clippers what about the Bucks? The Bucks, they, I mean, they have the rate. They have the reigning MVP, Giannis. They have Chris Middleton. They have a lot of star players around. Um, but do you think they can get over the hump since they lost to Toronto? Uh, I don't sure. Nope. I don't think if Toronto is healthy. I think the thing is that Toronto, they've been playing banged up this year, and they've still been the consistently like the second team in the East. I think if they get healthy, they can scare the Bucks and possibly beat them. But I don't think if they're playing as hurt as they have been the whole season that they can really have a realistic chance to come out of the East. Do you think Giannis has an issue with his difference in performing in the regular season and the postseason? Um, I think there definitely was last year. But I think that last year was like the closest he's gotten to winning a championship. I think if any of the I think any of the top three teams in the East, so Philly, Milwaukee or Toronto could have won the NBA finals last year yeah. with how banged up the Warriors were. I think now that he knows that like he was so close last year, I think he's gonna be like hungry this year, and he's just gonna like pop off in this playoffs. Do you think there's gonna be any sleeper teams? I think Miami. Miami. Position? Miami, Miami with, yep. Um, I got a question for you. What yes. do you think about the Giannis and James Harden beef? Ooh, that is very interesting. Um, there was I think there was an incident uh, a couple weeks ago. Uh, Giannis, it, it was pretty minor, I think. Giannis actually threw a basketball right at James Harden's head. Didn't he do it twice? Yeah. I think he did. He yeah. did it twice, and then he, he elbowed. <laughs> he elbowed. Yes. Um, do you want? That wanna, was on purpose for sure. Do you do you think it? You know, if they, I think the Rockets are in the West. Yeah, yeah. they are in the West. So the only the Rockets yeah. are trash right now. Rockets, they they're in a, they're in a, they they beat the Timberwolves yesterday. Wow. Yeah. Well, impressive, <laughs> but without, uh, cat, without, cat. without yes, without cat, cat would have had a field day yep. against yeah, the small ball Rockets. James Harden's like averages thirty points a game. Yeah, but yeah you can't carry his ball team. Hunts. They're like yeah. six. That's a, that's just thirty five points. You know. Yeah. Do you think the Rockets this this kind of fall right now? Do you think it's just a just a small bump in the road, or is just a really big issue? No, I don't think. Issue. I think big this issue. small ball, this whole small ball thing. I think it's a regular season strategy. Because if you, like, watch the Rockets play, yeah. they either, like, their whole team gets hot and they're just, like, draining three after three after three, or their whole team just goes cold and they're just, like, a bunch of bricks. So I don't think it's something that can work in the playoffs. Now, what is – some of you guys said that it was actually – it's a big problem. Why do you guys think it's a big problem? Well, I think there's an issue, especially if you're getting into the playoffs. Sure, you can be a small ball team. That can work in some cases. But when you go up against teams like the Lakers, who are, like, mm-hmm. primarily big men, like, there's no chance of a team series. Yeah. So. All right, anyone else want to add to uh, 
their sleeper teams. Sleeper team? Um, besides, I think just I think Miami is the big one. Miami's the big one. All right. Um, March Madness is coming up. Yeah, it is March. Uh, there are there are <laughs> some teams uh, have clinched their spot. Um, like Duke, who can't win. Uh, yeah, yeah, Duke, and um, I'm not as much as not I'm not as knowledgeable about basketball as probably you guys are. Um, do you think the reigning champion Virginia can get can, can make some noise and defend their title? Uh, I'm not. I don't watch college basketball as much yeah, until yeah. March Madness really starts. But I know they they lost Kyle Guy. They lost, what's his name? DeAndre Hunter, right? Pretty sure. So that's like two of their best players right there because they both got into the NBA. So I don't know. Any, like any team and any level of basketball without their two best players is um, going to be a team that's not as good. So I don't know if they can really make any noise. I think that Kansas is going all the way. <laughs> you do. You do. Right now. Are you better right now on my March top, 11th? My top three. You got Michigan, Kansas City, and maybe North Carolina. No, yeah. no. They were they I mean, were North thirteen Carolina. and zero until they North lost. Carolina is not good. They were doing well at the beginning. I'm I think not, they. I, I, they, 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 they have I don't. I don't think they're even. I don't think they're even. They're not even a winning team this year. Yeah, yeah. they were. They had like a thirteen win streak, and then they lost like sixteen straight. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That doesn't help uh, in playoff positioning. Um, do you guys have any? Do you guys want? So Adam just said that uh, Kansas Kansas is gonna KU is gonna win the whole thing. They want to be. Any guesses? Or, They're uh, good. I don't really watch college basketball until no. March Madness, so I can't really yeah. make All the good teams fell off, realistic. like Duke and Villanova. Yeah, Duke especially with lost R.J. Barrett. Villanova as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Seniors Duke left. had three top ten players, and they lost all three of them, so yeah. that's going to hit any team hard. Too bad for them. Yeah. <laughs> Boo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, is there anything you guys else want to talk about? Your mom? No, I was kidding. <laughs> Obviously, the... Uh, the improv two, the XFL, uh, XFL, yeah, no. the XFL. Is that XFL is terrible. It's <laughs> so bad. Who cares about the XFL? College no one cares about the XFL. I'd rather watch college football Same. than the XFL. Their names are hol- like hilarious. Renegades, so, yeah, yeah. You like the <laughs> Rough Riders? Angels or something? I don't know. They're yeah. really weird. I don't know, yeah. Well, uh, I can't believe. Oh, was it? Wait, also, what's, what's your predictions for the NBA finals? Ooh. NBA finals? Oh, yeah, of course. I'm the host. Uh, my fi- my predictions, I think, you know, since the Raptors, I'm not saying the Raptors will make it, but they will be close. Nick Nurse has done an excellent coaching job. Yes, um, obviously with uh, Pascal Sycom. Uh, and uh, Siakam. 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 I always get that name wrong. Pascal Siakam. <laughs> Pascal Siakam. And I think their defense actually improved with obviously with Kyle oh, yeah. Lowry. And um, I just think that uh, they will make it to the conference finals, but I think the team that will beat them there will be the Bucks. Mm-hmm. The Bucks will make it uh, from the east. And I think from the west, I think there is no debate that the Lakers right now are really they yeah. it's, it's I disagree almost, I completely do you think, do you think, disagree you think the Clippers, let me explain my point okay, okay. I have point. so right now <laughs> what are the Clippers are the three seed right now right yes. Lakers is the one seed yeah. so hypothetically they could meet in the Western Conference Finals as of today correct yeah. alright I think the Clippers would beat the Lakers in six for two big reasons the big reason the first one being defense they have two defensive player of the year quality players in Paul George and Kawhi Leonard they have Avaka Zubak. They have Montrezl Harrell. They have. They just added Marcus Morris, the better Morris twin. Um, 
So I think they just have, like, a lot of bodies that they can throw at guys like LeBron, like AD. And then the second thing, which I think is more important, is that the Clippers, they have that third, that fourth, that fifth option. They have guys like Lou Williams. They have guys like Montrezl Harrell who are going to get them a bucket no matter what, right? Who's that third guy on the Lakers that is going to make noise? Danny Green? He's like 35, bro. Caruso? Avery Bradley. Uh, I don't know if he's like, he's made big shots before, but I don't know if he's going to be a Western Conference Finals against two of the best, two top ten players in the league. I don't know who that third guy is going to be for the Lakers that's going to get them over the hump to make the Finals. So you believe that the Clippers have more depth. I think, yeah, I think the Clippers are the deepest team yes. in the NBA right now. Do you think LeBron can, at least, maybe not this year, but maybe next year? All right, so, where was that? All right, so I think right now the Clippers are the deepest team in the league. I don't really think LeBron can win a title this year. For A, he has to get through the West, which is going to be super tough. The West is, like, really competitive this year. There's... Like, even besides the Clippers, like, everyone's talking about, like, Battle of L.A. We've also got good teams in the, the Jazz, Nuggets. the Nuggets that are... They're not going to, like, contest the Lakers, but they're still... They're going to give them trouble. Giannis basically has a first-round bye against Orlando, all right? Yeah. He basically has a first-round bye. He's going to be less tired coming out of the East than 35-year-old LeBron. That's first. So, like, I think that if he makes the finals, I think the Bucks. I don't know if they beat the Lakers, if it was Lakers-Bucks, but I think the Bucks would definitely challenge them. Um, and then do you think that maybe he could win a title next year at all in his final years of his career? Would that solidify his legacy as the GOAT? Or would it? I mean, yes. Because that's right. the thing. If he, if, he, if he somehow loses, obviously if he loses in the first round or the second round, then that would obviously make his, that would obviously stain his career. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, if, if he goes maybe against the Clippers or the Rockets, probably not the Rockets, but in, in the Western Conference Finals yeah. and maybe doesn't perform as well, do you think he actually might retire? or? Act no. or I don't see LeBron retiring. I think I can see him being a lot like Tom Brady, where he's not going to retire until he's, like, washed up, yeah. you know? Um, I don't think, unless they make, like, an off-season move, because, like, Zach Levine has talked about requesting a trade this off-season. Yeah. If they got him, I think they'd be clear title favorites. Mm-hmm. Um, I, don't, I think they need that third guy to be, like, the clear title favorite and get LeBron another ring. I think he's still going to be the GOAT because he just passed Kobe in the most sco- like, score. I, I don't think games. LeBron is the GOAT. I think MJ is the GOAT. Alright, well, thank you for your input, guys. Uh, thank you, Adam. Thank you, Elsa. Thank you for having us. Thank you for having us. Sam? This concludes our second episode of Elsa's podcast. If you enjoyed, please share it to others, and make sure this thing goes crazy. In a preview of next episode, we will discuss coronavirus in detail and how it's spreading so quickly around the world and its effect on sports like the NBA in March Madness and the effect on schools like here at Wayzata. Thank you for listening. I'll see you this weekend.